All right. Welcome. This is uh, Marie Waite, and I am here with our famous Wes Chandler. Uh, he is our um, Hall of Fame former NFL football player uh, in San Diego. Wes, welcome to the Zoom Talk. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate you having me here. I'm excited yes. to be here. So excited and so glad you, yeah, you took the time to uh, have this discussion with me. And I wanted to just let people know how you and I met. Um, and yeah. I believe it was down in San Diego. I was invited to a dinner event. And you were there with, uh, I don't know how many doctors were in that event. And it was cool. I yeah. was there with Lisa, my business partner in Tiva Bio. And I was uh, just launched. Uh, the new company and my reason for being there is because the scientists that I was bringing on board and the technology company uh, was there. Wow and I was so blessed to be there. <laughs> I, I went there by myself and I wasn't sure if I was in the right place but to be honest with you it was the best time I've had because I got to meet you and I met Lisa also uh, at that event. There was so many great information that came out of that dinner and I also met Pamela at the same time. Pamela was so hospitable and so friendly that she welcomed me in that event. Yes. 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 And then I ended up talking to one of the doctors and he told me that, you know, uh, he's uh, producing some things that will help uh, football players. And I said, well, my son is a football player <laughs> and I'm worried about him. He's only 160 pounds and, you know, he was, uh, he was in the high school where he's the runner and he's got the ball and everybody's chasing him. So I, I worry about him. But anyway, he told me that you need to talk to Wes because he's the guy, he's the number one football, uh, you know, uh, uh, what do you call that? The, uh, the position for, is it the receiver. runner? The receiver. the receiver, there you go. Which is what your son played. Number one receiver. And so I went and talked to you and right away, I was so afraid because as a mom, I worry about my son. Right. And then you yeah. told me, uh, what, what, what was the answer you gave me? Do you remember what you told me? Well, basically, at the end of the day, um, football is something that most parents uh, would be afraid of, especially moms. And my mother, God bless her, every time something happened to me, be it a sprained ankle or even a finger, or if I just got hit hard and went down, she was always running down the stairs and you know, and game of high school football, everyone knew my mom. It was like, no, here she comes again, you know, and but you get used to it. And I understood because mothers are very close and we, in our society, it's, it's kind of odd that uh, sons and mothers, they gravitate so close together. Uh, and I guess the sons really want to be the gatekeepers to their mothers and the daughter seems to gravitate to the dads. I guess because they can get away with so much when they say, oh, dad. <laughs> so uh, I understood where you were coming from with the concern for, for your son. Yeah, and I remember I said, well, Wes, my son is only 160 pounds. I'm so worried about it. And you said, well, do not worry, Marie. I was yes. 140 pounds. When I was 140 pounds coming out of high school uh, soaking wet. And I ended up at the University of Florida uh, and by the time I left, I was 44 pounds, 48 pounds larger. So wow. uh, naturally, the, the training table, the food you eat, the regiment, 
the off-season training actually helps you and it helps you grow and develop both uh, mentally as, and physically as well. So uh, he will change. He won't be the same person that you saw uh, when he graduated from high school a year okay. from now. And Wes, uh, how many years total uh, years that you were in the football industry? Uh, 37. 37, uh, 37 years. Over 37 years of football, not including uh, Pop Warner in high school. That oh was from the professional ranks when I was 22 uh, to the time I decided that it wasn't, it wasn't fun anymore, not even coaching. And I ended up with uh, some ailments that prevented me from being able to coach like I would prefer to coach. Okay. Well, normally a football player would last, uh, what's the average number of years that they last, well, they stay the in the football industry? Um, uh, on the professional level, it's 2.3 years where okay. I played 11 seasons. Uh, and anytime you can get to double figure years, that's a lot. That's a long time. Um, most people are, you know, when you get into your 30s as a professional football player, uh, most of your friends are still working and you've had what is considered a career. It's time to retire. And I did uh, at age 33 and most of my friends were still you know, uh, hitting the pavement every morning, 8 a.m. And here I was at home, really uh, trying to figure out my next, my next step. But God had a plan for me, so. So, so for 37 years and, and the other football players averaging between two to three years, what, what was the uh, difference in terms of mindset? Because that was- Well, my, my mindset was, when I was playing the game at the highest level, I understood that in order for me to continue to play at a high level, I needed to become a student of the game. I needed to be a student to understand the game itself and everything uh, within it. Um, so that's the mental part of it where you become a student and you understand things and how things work and why, why plays are called either offensively or defensively to do certain things. There are strategies involved and you have to execute as a player. So you have to have that understanding. So it, it's, it's like film in your head. It's like a library. You've seen it all week as an example when you go into a game. So when you see a certain formation, a light clicks on and says, I've seen this before. I know what they're about to do. That's becoming a student of the game. And now you can go out and, and, and have an edge on, on your performance. But for the most part, uh, being a student in the game, I became a fan to want to teach the game to the next generation. God had blessed me uh, being the third overall pick and playing it, playing the game at a high level for a long time. And I wanted to reach back with the opportunity that I had uh, to be successful, to help the younger ones, the next generation of players uh, to go out uh, and perform but there, there was something else that I needed them to do, and that was understand uh, the game, appreciate the game, uh, more importantly, not just take it for granted. Okay, so so after your professional, um, you know, being a professional player, how many kids have you uh, have you coached? I've coached a lot of players. I've I've uh, actually um, I went back to high school. I became, when I retired, I had my own youth foundation when I was 20, 25. 
that ran for about 19 years. I was also at the same time when I retired, I became um, a high school head football coach. And a year later, I was the head football coach and athletic director as well, uh, responsible for all the athletics at uh, a prep school in Daytona Beach, uh, Father Lopez High School. And then I got involved with what was the World League of American Football uh, that eventually turned into NFL Europe. So my coaching career continued and I was asked to uh, get involved on the professional level. So I did that for eight years. And then Jerry Jones comes along and makes me an offer uh, to become the receivers coach for the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. From Dallas on to Minnesota to the Vikings and from Minnesota to Cleveland to the Browns and from there uh, I went to the UFL uh, from United Football League and then I became the president of what was then uh, Major League Football, a new developmental league to be the, the go-between in the path uh, between college and pro for uh, guys who had needed more uh, developmental uh, skills uh, to try and make an NFL club. And uh, in the process and in between those two things, I also coached at University of uh, Berkeley here um, in Northern California where I had Keenan Allen. And so I've had the pleasure of coaching six first round receivers, first round picks. Okay, um, wow. I've known a lot of these kids since they were 10th graders because I did football university, uh, which basically trains high school kids uh, and Under Armour. Okay. Uh, so I've, I've done football on every facet, every level, all over the world. And um, I have a, a passion to, to help the younger ones, the younger generation uh, grow and develop in the, in the fine young men, not just football players. So, so from what you said, it looks like if you, you're, you're pretty much, uh, you know, leaving and breathing, uh, you know, in the football industry, because your passion has been uh, like a, a huge service for everyone that have interest in yeah. football. You've provided that I extension would, would, of knowledge. I would say that, and, and oftentimes to a degree, I, I would say that my greatest accomplishment uh, wasn't the Chargers Hall of Fame. It wasn't the State of Florida Hall of Fame. It wasn't uh, college football hall of fame. It was being a two-time academic All-American. That is my greatest accomplishment, not even being the third overall pick. It's, it, it told me more about me, the person uh, that I, I really want to stay in, in, in contact with, in touch with, because at the end of the day, that was God's gift to me. And yeah. uh, uh, when you make that transaction, when you are no longer this player that people watch and cheer for and you make the transition from athlete to society that change should not be very dramatic for you if you live the life and you've tried to um, set a platform for the things that you would like to do moving forward in your life football was just a was just a a small stop along the way for the plan that god had for me and that's people and making a difference in their lives. That is so beautiful. So Wes, uh, as far as I know now, you're mm -hmm. still also doing something beautiful for the uh, sports 
athletes because uh, you have this new company that you form called WCTE. And I believe that the company is to serve and to help uh, football players, you know, uh, avoid getting concussions and, and, you know, help them with the TBI. Well, so if you can general. explain that a little bit more about the WCTE. Yeah. Um, I was a league plaintiff also, and I know I shouldn't be on camera saying this. I was a league plaintiff in the NFL's um, concussion lawsuit uh, that is now settlement phase. Uh, the first thing I'll say is if I had the opportunity to do it all over again, I would play the game all over again. I would play it and I would play it at the highest level that I could. But there are things that come with uh, giving your all to any sport and not just football. It's just that football in itself, because of the force of impact, every time a ball is, is hiked or snapped, uh, basically it's a green light for someone to get hit or be hit. Those are the only two things happen in the game. You either hit somebody or somebody hits you. Okay. And because of this, you are faced with um, traumatic head trauma. And unfortunately, the traumatic head trauma uh, creates what is called concussion, which is a TBI or traumatic brain injury. It is the most common uh, TBI concussions there are. And because you have what's considered inflammation of the brain, you cannot stop someone from getting uh, a concussion. You can change the equipment and you can change the rules, but at the end of the day, because of how the brain sits in your head and look what in space, you cannot stop it because it's not stationary. And so even in the military, not just sports, uh, you take the military for an example, the concussive force of bombs going off or Humvees turning over can create TBI, traumatic brain injury. Okay. In boxing, uh, this has been going on since 1928. It's called punch drunk syndrome. Enough blows to the head and those blows are rapid, uh, create the, that inflammation. Mm -hmm. And for me, the, the results of that uh, form these characteristics, memory loss, Depression, depression leads to suicide. Um, spor uh, sporadic behavior. Uh, aggressiveness. All of these things are characteristics that come from, over time, these uh, uh, traumatic head injuries, the trauma. And what happens over time is you're now faced with epidemics in our society, ALS, CTE, Parkinson's, dementia, and Alzheimer's. And so that's what the concussion lawsuit was all about to begin with. Not the fact that you receive a concussion, but the epidemics that come from the, uh, the concussions. 
and, and because CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, is nothing more than uh, accelerated Alzheimer's, it winds the range of individuals or, or those who are subject to uh, TBI because of that. And so I have my own story as to why I formed the company and I was looking for uh, something to help me with the characteristics of memory loss and depression. Um, and so I was fortunate enough to be introduced to a therapeutic company um, and some scientists that had an interest in wanting to find out more about CTE. Uh, when I looked at the movie Concussion, every one of those individuals I knew personally or knew uh, in some form. And some were close friends of mine and some were just friends that I knew. And I realized that I too was now suffering from uh, what was going to be a, what was forming to be a, uh, an epidemic uh, in, the, in the form of Parkinson's tremors. Okay. And when I discovered that, I ended up uh, trying to hide it because the game that I played on a professional level uh, teaches you to be strong mentally as well as physically and that there's nothing that you can't do to defeat your opponent. Well, I had come up against an opponent that I knew nothing about because uh, our scientists would tell you, first of all, CTE is new and there's no real expert opinion out there with regards to uh, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. So I needed to find something that gave me a, a better purpose for waking up every day because I was depressed. I, uh, I was suffering from memory loss and uh, I was short patient. I had mood swings, which is another characteristic. Okay, so and that's how it all started. Um, and that's in how it all started. Okay. I I had a friend who I had a friend who wanted to do some business and I said let's do some business together and we at the time um, CBD was coming mm -hmm. and it was going to be the the latest thing and by all stretches uh, it was proven not to be harmful it was safer than any prescription and that there was a chance that uh, CBD could do things for athletes, not illegally, but they could actually do things like inflammation, body inflammation, uh, okay. joint stress and pain for one. And I was suffering from and going through uh, the issues and there was a chance that we could formulate something from CBD, hemp CBD, to do something for the inflammation in my brain, in my head. Uh, so after forming Tiva Bio, I was introduced by her to the scientists that had a therapeutic company. And they heard my story and wanted to uh, do something on my behalf. And that was formulate and manufacture a product 
And, okay. and, and because of that, uh, Nero Stilben was born and it is a anti-inflammatory for not just sports, but anyone that suffers from uh, the characteristics that I've spoken about, as well as the, the preventative, which is what it really is. It's a preventative anti-inflammatory. When you are going to participate in a sport or an activity that may bring concussive force to the brain. Okay. And if you take this prior to, and if you take this just after, then it gives a brain, it goes through the BBB, blood brain barrier. It is a, uh, it goes through the nostril and it's a mist. Um, and the product actually works. Um, okay. I've used the product. I'm, I'm a user myself. I have several uh, former players that I know, some that I don't know that I've given this product to and they have their own testimonials for what this product has done. And we are in the process of getting a label for FDA approval for 12, ages 12 and under, because you can't put the same, you can't give the same dosage to a, to a, to a child. Yes. So we have this product, it's, it's on our website, it's available. And so we have two, two phases to WCTE. The first phase is preventative, which is the neurostilbin. And then the second phase for those that are beyond and they already have one of those epidemics that I spoke of, mm -hmm. then we also have access to stem cell. Okay. And we have a fantastic uh, group of scientists and doctors, and a um, we also have someone that's going to be our, our primary investigator, principal investigator for the research and development of uh, a new drug. We just finished an IND application to the FDA okay. for a new drug called Westcell. Wow. So this is this is an incredible um, product for anyone who is in sport that could uh, yes. get yes, a physical physical contact with anybody else. Yes, it's it's very common in the four major sports for sure. Uh, football gets the biggest attention because players have died, and to date, 136 brains uh, tested, 131 had CTE. Oh, if wow. that tells you something. So a uh, little less on the collegiate level, but over time, and as time goes by, uh, it can happen. It also mm -hmm. has, um, it also uh, allows us to, to deal with soccer because soccer players are always without protection, headgear. They're also getting uh, concussions. That's true. Ball, or running into one another. And then there's boxing. In boxing, it's called punch drunk syndrome. Mm -hmm. My idol, child idol in, in a sport of boxing was Muhammad Ali, who passed away of Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. um, and, of course, the military, PTSD. I see. Because of force. So, uh, and then you have some who are elderly that may develop Alzheimer's in the process. And as we know today, CTE is accelerated Alzheimer's. Wow. Gosh, I mean, this is uh, this. I think, um, I mean, as a mom, 
I'm excited to hear this because I am looking at my, I'm thinking about my son. Uh, he's still actively playing football and I've given him some information actually about this. But um, again, you know, they're, they're young and I'm hoping that, you know, he can still take the time to, to understand what this is all about. Well, I think the biggest thing is education. And most mothers are the ones that don't allow at the um, Pop Warner level to their kids and they, they migrate to soccer, but not realizing that, that soccer too uh, mm-hmm. is also uh, in, in, a, in an area where uh, TBI, traumatic brain injury can come, uh, especially concussions. And I, I am a client of the product that we push and uh, I love this product. And um, I have my own testimony for what this product has done for me. Um, and every day um, I hear from people that have bought the, brought the product and they, they marvel at the product, for what it has yeah. done for them personally. So my suggestion to those who are out there, especially moms that are looking for a, a, a way out to allow your kid to still participate your child to participate in sports because interaction is very important for youth. That's part of growing. When they're adolescents and, and they want to have that interaction with others, it's part of their growth physically and mentally. Okay. And they're, they're scared and scared in the simple fact that there is nothing that they can turn to and say, okay, maybe if we use this product or take advantage of an opportunity that may, may help, as a preventative to keep my child from having um, damage to the brain, mm-hmm. then I'm all for that. Because the limbs, things will happen to the limbs. That's just a given in anything. You can walk down, you can fall down the stairs, you can fall off a bike. Um, this is so good to the fact that I used to say all the time that when I played the game sometimes, and I got hit playing, playing the, the position of receiver, I didn't see the hit coming and I didn't know it was coming from. And it felt like being in a car wreck. Because yeah. I've been in a car wreck before. And I know what that force of impact feels like. And I know what my body feels like when I go back to the locker room and the game's over. Win or lose, you still feel something when everybody's gone home and you're home. Uh, now you you feel it start to come back and you feel the soreness, you feel the pain. And sometimes you feel the pain mentally. Uh, you also feel the pain physically. Yeah. And I'm, I'm telling you that this product is a very viable product as a preventative for even the young ones, as well as the high school collegiate and professional individuals and the common everyday person that may be suffering from dementia, MS, uh, Alzheimer's, um, depending on where they are uh, and the stages. We believe that this is a good product as a preventative and as a quality of life product. So I have a question, Wes. So once you, this is a mist that you put on your, um, um, inside your nose and and you spray it and it goes to your brain, right? Yeah, it goes to the BBB, blood brain barrier. Okay, so what does it do? Is it just protects it or is it like, what is it? What is it doing in your brain? Well, basically you have, when you get information, for an example, you, you have 
issues that are going on in the brain. Like we have some of the ingredients in here is primarily designed uh, like the pterostibin within here protects every aspect of the brain. It can, it can, it can replenish the nerves. Okay. Uh, surrounding those areas. And I'm just, you know, most of the time when people ask me that same question, I tell them to take a bottle and try it. And what you do when you get it, because there's, there is, when it's filled and, and, it, and it's ready for shipment, there's a safety cap on here. And basically, once you take the safety cap off, you pull it off, and this is a brand new bottle, by the way, and you pull the, the, the safety cap, the, the other cap off, you take one squirt and you shoot it away to release the pressure that has been built up uh, in this bottle because okay. it's, a pump. it's a pump, like a mist. And now you are able to take, um, uh, it gives you two milligrams per, per spray, and you can take two in each nostril before an event, or just two because you are not participating in sports in the morning and before you go to bed or after a performance, you do it again. Okay. And that's your day. And okay, you so it, it, it helps the yes. nerves of your brain. It helps, it helps with, with that because they are inflamed. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying because of the uh, the impact that they've the experienced. Yes, and sometimes it creates swelling. If if you notice, like in boxing, a lot of times boxers eventually die because you can't, they can't relieve the swelling in the brain. I see. And if you just keep doing something, that's why it's repetitive head trauma. It's repetitive head trauma we're talking about, okay. where you just keep pounding something eventually it will eventually start to swell yeah and it develops even uh i mean it, it takes a while but it develops it's by the over, time over time yes. yeah okay mm -hmm. repetitive head trauma over time okay well uh i think this is such a you know crucial information for uh people out there you know especially if they are so uh passionate about getting into the sports industry their kids i mean they're they get well, excited i know when my son was young he was into football big time <laughs> absolutely and, and, and as as i was as well but i'll say this in today's society because of the injuries and because of what people have seen and read about professional athletes actually dying playing this particular game this is why it gets the most attention because players are actually dying from the um, the epidemics that come from uh, concussions over time. CTE is yeah. the number one, even though there is a lot of high cases of Alzheimer's also in ex-professional football players. Yes. Yes. So when you think about that, you think about the fact that the average everyday individual that have uh, grandparents, and sometimes you think that you, they, they want to say that, well, they've, they've lost their mind and they're not thinking straight. Some of that's just, not, just memory loss. Mm -hmm. Or they just don't feel like doing anything today. Uh, that too can be depression. 
just so like, they they can be also uh they can also use the product yes and that's why they I don't even that have that to be in sports but they can use the they product don't have too. to be in sport they can use the product yes. i see so this is perfect for the seniors or um, it's perfect for know, the seniors are, and as a, yes and as i said uh this product is a preventative and quality of life product for those who first we're trying to prevent Mm -hmm. uh, anyone from getting the ailments uh, that lead to the epidemic epidemics in our society. Okay. All right. And secondly, for those who are already and that far gone, that's why the stem cell for what we're doing uh, comes into play. And that's mm -hmm. the reason why we produced the scientific video about the stem cell and where it is in clinical trial. Uh, in case studies that allow wow. us to write the IND application for a new drug uh, to have a, um, a a principal investigator to do the research and development to hopefully find a cure for reversal. Okay. Well, Wes, one thing I really admire on uh, where you're at now with everything, the fact that you you you're experiencing the problems and you're you've taken care of it for yourself but you also open up a new company that you wanted to share this to other people you've always taken that extra step from you know learning uh football being in the football being successful in it and then coaching so many kids and then experiencing the problems that goes along with the football industry and also giving the uh, solution to your problem and sharing it to the world. That was such an incredible, inspiring uh, well, way of life that you have done. Well, thank you. I certainly appreciate that. I, I'm a firm believer that, that this part and this chapter in my life is again about making a difference in the lives of someone else. I don't wake up and work on WCTE because of myself and what I've gone through. I wake up and I do this because there's someone that loves me. I wake up and do this because there's someone that loves uh, uh, a player who's playing this game and they don't want them to end up being like uh, Junior Seau or Aaron Hernandez as example. Okay, I get that, I see that. And, and, and it has an impact, not just on the player, more importantly, it has an impact on the friends and family. I know six people personally today that's dealing with epidemics that stem from uh, concussions, CTE, dementia, Alzheimer's. And it hurts me to my heart because I know them personally. Yeah. Not just those that were a part of the movie, like Dave Dorison, who I knew personally and played in Pro Bowls and sat on uh, the a, a, executive uh, advisory board with him or say who was my friend and I used to play golf with him also uh, not that it's a simple fact that all of those people who love those people when you lose someone a loved one it hurts friend or family and there are a lot of people who are playing this game today that may not know it but may be in the way of one of these epidemics. And it doesn't have to be football. 
Yeah. And I want to be there and I want this company to be there to make a difference in their lives because I know what it's like to get a phone call at two in the morning because a wife or a girlfriend is now in a hotel because they can't stand to see their loved one going through what they're going through currently. Yeah. Well, um, I am very blessed to be a part of this company because as, as a mother of a football player, I have my own fear of my son, you know, getting hit or getting the same problems. So, um, you know, I would, I, again, I'm very fortunate to be a part of it. And Wes, you know, you have been such a great leader for so many people. And, you know, I thank you from the bottom of my heart on everything that you do for uh, everyone. I mean, you are a very generous man and very talented. And the fact that you've extended all of this to so many people, so many families that can protect their children uh, from getting all kinds of problems in health, I think that's amazing. Listen, I, 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 would, I would be reminisced if I, as I said before, I was able to meet uh, with a group of individuals that were heavily involved in the, in the world of therapeutics. And we're the only therapeutic company that's doing what we're doing. And I thank them from the bottom of my heart for introducing me to those people. But I know the brilliance of uh, Thomas Eachem. I know the brilliance of Dr. James Vettmeyer. I know the brilliance of Tim Dixon. And I know the brilliance of Dr. Santosh Kasari. Okay. And I'm grateful for who they are and what they do and the endless hours of work uh, and study that they're putting in to help find a cure okay. for what this uh, monster has brought to our society. Yes. Well, one last thing, Wes. I wanted to just um, ask you if you can give a word to people that are dealing with, you know, so many problems right now, you know, with uh, the uh, pandemic, um, you know, disease that we're dealing I, with. I would, I, I would say know. that if there was one thing that I, I could single out, it would be because my life has been sports. But in sports, it's about team, not about the individual. And every game we played, it didn't, it didn't matter if it was a preseason game or a regular season game or for those who are fortunate to play in the Super Bowl. There's always a game plan. And the game plan is, is set to put you in the best position to succeed. And I relate that what coaches do with the game plan to what CDC has laid out. Okay. They have a game plan for us. And in order for us to succeed or be successful and have a chance to win, you have to execute the game plan. When you go off as an individual, there's a breakdown in team play and it results, the results is generally a bad play. So the point is when CDC gives you a game plan, which they have already laid out, the expectation to the rest of my teammates, which all of you are, is to help execute that game plan so we can be successful. That will give us the best chance to defeat this opponent, which is a very, very tough opponent. Believe you me, I've seen some tough opponents. 
And I'm not talking about the Oakland Raiders or the LA Raiders or the Chiefs or the Broncos or the Dolphins or the Steelers or the Giants or the Saints. I'm talking about coronavirus. This is the toughest opponent I've ever seen and ever had to face. But I say to you, if we execute the game plan, we stand a better chance of winning. And that's part of being a team player. That's amazing. Well, so, so thankful for your time, Wes. I'm sure that I'm hoping that people will share this video uh, to all of you listeners out there, you know, who's watching these videos, please share it to everyone. Uh, Wes is an amazing leader and he's doing so many great things and definitely uh, can inspire so many people also uh, in, in within their life and within their, um, you know, situation. So Wes, thank you so much for everything and uh, hope that we can schedule another call again Absolutely. and, and, and uh, get more updates on the WCT because I'm excited with the future of the company. And uh, I can't wait to hear all the stories <laughs> that would come out of it. <laughs> thank you. I look forward to it. Thank you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Okay. Well, thank you so much and have an thank amazing you. week. Okay. You do the same. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.